Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 50. Um, wait, no? Yeah, 50. It is 50. Um, we are going to have, we'll end, so starting from, we'll end it with a mock draft of my 3.0, uh, you know, kind of post where guys have signed. Then we'll get into some NFL, you know, offseason moves, talk about that. A little what's next. We haven't done that in a while. There's been three fight cards, so we're going to go like the big name guys. Who do I have them fighting? Um, next, then we'll get into UFC Fight Night fan picks, um, Blades versus Dawkus. Then we'll do some combat sports headlines and discussions, and then we'll have a my second 2022 NBA mock. And then we're gonna have uh, we're gonna start off here with college basketball. So we're gonna go biggest surprises. Obviously, last night, um, me and Fee did have our picks in. Uh, he took we both took Gonzaga and Duke went one and one there. And then who was the other games? Um, we both took Houston, or I took Michigan actually over Nova. We both took Houston. So Fee in the Sweet Sixteen is three and one. I am two and two. Um, so we'll get into the rest of those picks after, and we'll talk about you know we'll talk about the games from last night. It's just going over some of the biggest surprises of March Madness so far because I haven't really talked about it. You know, two seeded Kentucky lose to fifteen seeded St. Peter's eighty five seventy nine no T in the round of sixty four. St. Peter's then upsets a Final Four team of mine. Murray State in the, to reach the Sweet 16, which they will play tonight. Yeah, uh, for Kentucky, it was bad. It went from bad to worse. You know, I thought Kentucky would end up pulling away. St. Peter's fought, stayed in it. And, you know, St. Peter's played really good basketball, made Kentucky make, take some poor shots and make mistakes. And that was an unbelievable game. Uh, I cannot believe St. Peter's is playing tonight, actually. Uh, Michigan, that beats Colorado State and upsets Tennessee. They obviously lost last night to Nova, though. Great run by Michigan. Uh, you know, they kind of found their footing later on in the year. You know, they saw some losses and stuff, but they kind of found who they were late in the year. Um, they played tough with Nova. Nova's just a really good team. And Michigan, I think, had a really good run here. Um, you know, if they were more consistent throughout the year, they would have been a much higher seed, though. 12-seeded uh, Richmond upsets 5-seeded Iowa, who were the Big Ten tourney champs in the round of 64. That was shocking. I had I did have Iowa out in the neck in the round of 32 though, but it was still shocking that I didn't think Richmond had a prayer, and you know it's huge. And then here we are, Iowa State upset six seed LSU and three seed Wisconsin. Iowa State, who in my opinion this year was the eighth best team, in the probably the eighth best team in the Big 12, right? Who am I missing? So you got Oklahoma State and West Virginia at the bottom. I think K-State was better than Iowa State. Am I missing a team, though? I feel like I might be missing a team. So KU, Baylor, Tech, Texas. Oh, and then Oklahoma, too. And then probably TCU, K-State, Oklahoma 7-6, and then Iowa State. I thought Iowa State was the eighth-best team, and they made it in, and here they are. They get a chance to go to the Elite Eight tonight. Uh, 10 seeded Miami, also on a run, beats 7 seeded USC, and then routes 2 seeded Auburn by nearly 20, 79 61. They're in the Sweet 16. They'll be playing Iowa State for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. So, two incredible runs by those teams. And then, obviously, one of the bigger ones, defending champs and one seeded Baylor, loses an OT to 8 seeded North Carolina, who plays UCLA tonight with a chance to go to the Elite Eight. I think North Carolina has been the most impressive team. I thought they were nearly robbed against Baylor with the foul calls and Manic's ejection. So,. UNC's been very impressive. That should be a good one. Uh, so we just went over that. So yeah, our picks last night. I had guns. We both had Gonzaga. I had Gonzaga big. I thought they. I thought they'd route Arkansas. That was impressive by Arkansas the way they played. Uh, Duke had them in a close one. They went in a close one. Um, 
Then what was the final score though? Because I have my score down. I forget what the final score was though. Um, Duke versus Texas Tech. 78-73. I had 74-40. So damn close. Um, Fee went Gonzaga and Duke. So one and one, both of us there. Uh, then down to the South region, Arizona, Houston. I had Houston by two. They win by they win by double figures. Um, I had Michigan by four over Nova. Fee had Houston and Nova, so he's three and one there. I am uh, two and two. Um, in the other East region tonight, I have UNC by three over UCLA and Purdue by nine over St. Peter's. I think St. Peter's would keep it relatively close. I think Purdue pulls away a little bit late. Uh, Fee also has UC, he has UCLA over UNC actually, and uh, Purdue over St. Peter's as well. And then the Midwest, I have KU by six over Providence tonight. Uh, and then Miami by eleven over Iowa State, and we and he also has KU and Miami as well. I just don't really see Miami losing. I think Iowa State's had they played really good, uh, really good defense. They forced teams to turn it over. Miami's a team that does not turn it over. I think they turned it over seven times in their first two games. That's unreal. So I don't see Miami getting flustered. They have a lot of vets on their t- They have a lot of guys with a lot of experience and vet- veteranship on the team. I like Miami to, you know, I think it'll be, you know, under, under you know, it'll be around 5-6 the entire game. And then Miami gets, you know, free throws something. They went by 10-11 late. Um, but, yeah, my bracket is toast, by the way. Uh, my national champion was Gonzaga. My national runner-up was Tennessee. Uh, Murray State was in my Final Four, and then KU is in my Final Four. So I only have one Final Four team left. Um, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe Gonzaga's out. I'd not seen losing Arkansas. If you lost to Duke or Tech, I wouldn't be surprised with the two. I mean, I just didn't think Ar- – I thought Arkansas was good. I didn't know they were that good. Um, but let's get into a mock, huh? We haven't done a mock in a minute for each. We're going to do college basketball. This will be, you know – this was done – uh, prior to the Sweet 16 game. So this was post the round of 32 or, you know, the first weekend. So at number one, I have the uh, Houston Rockets selecting Jabari Smith. I do think one, two, three can be irrechangeable. Like you, you can you can change these guys out, but... I have it Jabari and Chet, 1-2, and then I have Bancuro at 3, solid. So really, for me, it's 1-2, and I think uh, the Rockets, they're going to look for a guy that can really... I mean, Jay, they have Jalen, so I mean... But I think they're, Jabari's ceiling is unreal. Uh, they need... they need. I don't know how good Jalen Green's going to be. I think Jabari Smith's going to be unreal in the NBA. I think he has a chance to be, like, all-NBA type player. Um... You, they like Alperun Sangoon. They have Christian Wood still at center. So it kind of makes sense for him to go Jabari. And then on the flip side, I have the Pistons taking Chet. You know, him and Cade together for, you know, the next 10 to 15 years. You'd love that. Uh, they have a lot of assets they can move. They got young guys like Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart. Um, so, yeah, I like this pick. And then I got the Magic taking Ben Caro. Uh, Wendell can play the five. Ben Caro at the four. Got a lot of good guard, young guards. So, I think Ben Carroll makes a lot of sense. And when you get to four through, I'm going to say four through nine, a lot of these guys could go up and down. So the Thunder, I hate I hate doing this, but it kind of makes sense for some of these teams. Because I think four through nine, talent-wise, all these guys are pretty close. 
So I think you're going to see a lot of these be team need. The Thunder really need a center. So I'm going Jalen Duran. He really impressed me. He's so good defensively, rebounding. He can score inside. He's an athlete. Thunder have Giddy and Shea. They don't need a guard. You know, they got some good wings too. They need a big, a legit center down there. So I think Duran makes a ton of sense. So the Kings up next. People are probably like, well, this is Jaden Ivey spot. Well, I mean, you could definitely go Jaden Ivey because you trade away Halliburton. But I heard Harrison Barnes probably on his way out. They still like Davion Mitchell, and they wouldn't mind running Davion and uh, Fox together. So I'd say A.J. Griffin here at five. He can shoot the ball, uh, good defender, um, smart player. I like A.J. Griffin a lot, so the Kings get him there. And the Pacers, they're going to move off Malcolm Brogdon this summer. Um, so for me, it makes a ton of sense that they get uh, Jaden Ivey to be their point guard of the future. Um, and to and you know really run this franchise him and Halliburton in the backcourt that's an unreal duo unreal duo uh, for the Blazers I think it's really get talent if not you're going to be you know they have seven and nine could you be packaging these picks for a superstar potentially but right now obviously I do my mock drafts of what's what's happening right now so like when we get in the NFL one you know there's still you know like. There's still some stuff going on to where pick, picks could change, and that's why I do multiple, multiple mock drafts. Right now, I have them taking Benedict Matherin, the wing out of Arizona. Very athletic, can score the ball. I think he's he's going to be a good defender in the NBA. Very athletic guy, so I got them there. The Spurs, Johnny Davis, seems like a Spur guy. Him and DeJounte Murray next to each other. Uh, he can score, good defender. Played through some injuries late on in the year that people really didn't know about, you know. So we don't know what the extent of the injuries are, but he did play through injuries. But I got the Spurs taking Johnny Davis at eight. And then Portland's back on the clock. I have them taking Keegan Murray. So, you know, you get a you get a wing, and then you get a, and kind of a stretch four in my mind in Keegan Murray. He's going to play the four, but he's athletic, and, you know, he's going to be a tough matchup at the four. So I think Portland nails these two picks to start their progression moving forward. But, again, who knows? These picks could be traded by the time I do my last mock draft because Portland goes for a superstar because you have Dame. You have Dame. You have to treat it as – we have, you know, we got to go for a title, you know. We traded away all of our things, all of our, all of our uh, assets this year, like our good players and stuff, because we knew we couldn't win this year with Dame being hurt, so let's go get a ton of assets. Here we are. Wizards, point guard is needed. I like Dyson Daniels out of the G League night. Playmaker, long. I really like him a lot. I think he's going to be a really good defender in the NBA. It's kind of like people are saying, you know, LaMelo wasn't going to be a good defender in the NBA, but LaMelo turned out to be a pretty solid defender. I think Daniels is the same way. Um, Got to work on the jump shot, but he can create for himself. Get into the rim. He's going to be big point guard. Can, I mean, he's a great passer. I love this pick. Uh, here we are with the Knicks again. Probably another point guard. I'm going to go Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky. Uh, I did not include Shaden Sharp in this because I do not know for sure if he is going to leave Kentucky or come back. He was not able to play this year. He will probably be a lottery. He will be a lottery pick probably if he comes out, but no one knows for sure. Ty Ty is going to leave. So I'm going to go Ty Ty Washington to the Knicks. Big point guard. Got to work on his passing, though. That's the problem with the Knicks. They they kind of get a point guard that can either just pass and not really score or, you know, they're going to get out and score and not pass like they have with Kimba and D. Rose. He's going to have to work on his playmaking for others. At 12, I have Ochai Abaji going to the Memphis Grizzlies. I think he just fits in well. And I think, you know, Memphis is a team, though, that could be moving off this as well. You know, are they going to try to go get a superstar to pair with Jaw? That's definitely a possibility. But I'll have them taking Ochai here. It makes just a lot of sense. For the Atlanta Hawks, I'm going Jaden Hardy. I think they're going to try to move off Bogdanovich's contract um, this summer. You know, and it'll be, I think he'll only have one year left. So I think some team will take it for sure. 
Um, and so you bring in Jaden Hardy as a two-guard with Kevin Hoitzer there. So, yeah, I love Jaden Hardy's athleticism. Uh, very underrated player. You know, he, he chose to go, you know, play for his dad in Milwaukee. Um, Patrick Baldwin, I have him going to the Charlotte Hornets. I also think Charlotte could be trying to move off Gordon Hayward this summer. So it makes sense to get this 6'9", long, small forward in there. I think it'll really help their their growth, and I think he can be a terrific player. I think he's a top-five talent. Uh, just, you know, not the year you thought he was going to have, probably. Um, so the Thunder back in the clock. They obviously took Duran. So, you know, right now you'd have Basley and Duran down low. You still have Lou Dort. And I'm not saying – at pick 15, this guy's not going to start probably for you anyway. But I'm going Nikola Jovic. Uh, I love him. 6'10", long – High, 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 high ceiling. Really high ceiling. Kind of an unknown. Um, but I think he's going to be a really good player, and I think this is a big get for the Thunder. He, like I said, he's probably not going to come and start anyway. But you still got, you know, because you got Giddy, Shea, Dort, Basley, and then Duran can plug in probably and start immediately. But I love this pick for the Thunder. Uh, I believe this is Houston back on the clock. So they took, obviously, Jabari at the four. Kind of missing a three-man. So I have them taking Kendall Brown, the freshman out of Baylor. Uh, got got a ways to go on the jump shot and scoring, but he's going to come in and give you defense and athleticism immediately. Um, and you know you're, you're Houston, you're building for the long run anyway. So I think this is a great pick. Spurs, you know you took uh you took your point guard and um or your shooting guard and Johnny Davis, Tari Eason. You know you can run him and Keldon at the three four. The sophomore of LSU, he really can score. It. Good player. I think he fits the Spurs really well, and I think the Spurs, if this was their draft, they would love that. Um, Pacers back on the clock. Again, Pacers probably in the long haul. So I went with a guy with, I think, a lot of upside, Jeremy Shoshan. I'm not sure that that's how you pronounce it. Out of Baylor, the freshman kind of came on mid to late year. Uh, really talented. I think he will enter the draft. Um, and, you know, Pacers are building for the long run. They're looking for high upside, and I think he has high upside. Um, second G League Ignite player, the Timberwolves take a shooting guard, uh, Marjan Bushkamp. I heard that, you know, uh, What's his name? Malik Beasley could be moving on. He's going to get a big contract. Will they will they pay him? I'm not sure. Or actually, if he has another year, they might trade him this offseason. Uh, Boosh Camp come in at the two guard. I uh, really like him. He's a six seven six seven wing. Uh, really high upside. I think he fits the Timberwolves well. Nuggets. You know, when you get to some of these teams, I always say, okay, you know, the Nuggets are a very very win now team. Like even if the Nuggets were drafting, and you know, when they drafted Michael Porter. Um, they knew they were when they drafted Porter. They knew they were set, but they wanted to take the gamble, and they, it, it's worked out when he's playing. So I'm going EJ Liddell here, the power forward out of Ohio State, three year guy in college. I think you know he can shoot it. He's very underratedly athletic. Um, average. He was the leading uh, blocks. He led the Big Ten in blocks this year, like two point eight. I like him a lot. I think he can come in there. I think he could start immediately for them. Uh, definitely come off the bench though immediately. They have Aaron Gordon at the four. But I love E. Jodo. I think he fits the Nuggets well. Uh, Bulls, who knows what the Bulls? What's going to happen with the Bulls this offseason? Because you got the pending free agency of uh, Levine. Um, I went with an all-around guy here, Wendell Moore Jr. out of Duke. You know, he had a triple-double this year. He passes well, rebounds well, can score it. Uh, got to be more consistent shooting, in my opinion. But he can get there. Um, I just really like this pick. He's an all-around really good talent. Dallas. What's the real big hole for Dallas? Definitely center defensively. Mark Williams from Duke makes a ton of sense here for Dallas. Uh, great shot blocker, great rebounder, catches lobs. That's what Dallas needs right now. So I think it's, this would be a great pick for them. And back on the clock, um, 
Spurs, they, they, you know, they're, they're our developmental team. I think you drafted Johnny Davis and Tyre Eason, who can come in and really play. Now you're looking at a guy, Gene Montero, from the Overtime League, a point guard, to develop him. You know, who knows? DeJounte at some point may want out. And you got to have somebody develop. And I think he could, he could really be nice for them in the future. Uh, Milwaukee. Again, I think a need could be backup point guard, which for Drew Holiday, who is getting older. So I went Kennedy Chandler out of Tennessee. You know, more of a score first guard, but Holiday's not known for, you know, his elite pass playmaking either. So, you know, Bucks are really a team, you know, really team oriented. It's not like one guy's going to go out and average 10 assists in a season. So I think Kennedy Chandler could fit well. Uh, for Brooklyn, I went Trevor Keels out of Duke. Shooter, can shoot it. He's real physical, plays good defense. I think he just, it fits something that Brooklyn would need. Uh, Memphis. So they have another pick after this. They took Ochai, obviously. This time I have them taking a center. You know, Steven Adams, I don't think he's the future. I have them taking Ismail Kamangeti uh, from Paris, 6'11", long. Um, really, really raw. He has a ton of work to do, but Memphis is a team. Again, if they keep these picks, they develop players pretty well in Memphis. So I love this pick for Memphis. Miami Heat, I have them going to get a point guard, J.D. Davidson. Kyle Lowry's aging. Um, u- uber athletic here, J.D. Davidson. Got to be more consistent shooting the ball and playing defense, but I really like J.D. Davidson. Golden State, they love. I think you're going to get a guy here, an Oscar Sheboy, who I think Golden State loves getting guys like this. He's ready to play. If he leaves, he's ready to play. He is absolutely ready to play in the NBA right now. I think he can be a guy down there. You look at Kevon Looney, who doesn't do anything spectacular offensively. You know, I think Sheboy would come in, be a better shot blocker and rebounder already than Kevon Looney. It'd be an upgrade, in my opinion. And then I have the Grizzlies, again, taking a, uh, taking a young guy here, uh, Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame, 6'5", shooting guard, can play the point. We'll see if he comes out. I heard he probably will. So I think this is a great gift for Memphis, a guy they can, again, mold into something. So OKC back on the clock. Let's review who they've taken. They took Nikola Jovic and Jalen Durant, again, late in this draft. Probably going to be a guy that you want to try to mold. Uh, Bryce McGowan's from Nebraska, the 6'6 shooting guard, a freshman. I really like his talent, and uh, I think they Oklahoma City, again, a team that develops guys really well. So I think, you know, this is a good get for them, and, yeah, that'll be it for this mock. And we'll get into the NFL one here in a bit. Let's head into some combat sports talk. Uh, Usyk will be allowed to leave Ukraine uh, and begin training for Joshua rematch in the summer. So we're in late March, April, May. I'm guessing late June, early July. That's when we get this fight. You know, you got Fury fighting in April. Fury's talking about retirement, so we don't know there. But I think you're getting this in late June, early, uh, early July. Um, Lomachenko has turned down the chance to fight Kambosis to stay and fight for Ukraine. So, yeah, Loma, Usyk was let out. Loma had the opportunity to be let out as well. He chose not to. Respect. It sounds like it's going to be Devin Haney now against Kambosis, which I'm all down for. Let's see how good Haney is. Uh, what chances do you give Jordanus Ugas? What chances does or Jordanus Ugas have at beating Earl Spence Jr.? Not much. <laughs> I mean, he fought so well against Pacquiao. I think he'd have to take it to another level, though, to beat Spence Jr., man. I'll give him about a 5% chance. And I, I hate doing this because it's fighting. You never know. But it's boxing. It's different than MMA because there's so many ways to win in MMA. But I'm going to say 5% chance he wins this fight. I'm guessing he's a massive underdog. We can actually take a peek at those. I wonder if they have him actually on the... 
here on Bovada Boxing. Um, I don't know if they will or not. We'll find out. If not, I'll just Google it. Ryan Garcia is a minus 1,200 favorite views. Uh, Ugas is actually only plus 295. That's quite shocking. Hmm. Okay. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano is a pick em right now. That is unreal. Okay, so Ugas is only plus 2. I would have thought he'd be plus 500. I'm not going to lie. I, again, I would pick Earl Spence going away. I want to see Spence Crawford. Maybe that's just my bias in that, but I, I pick him going away. Uh, combat Sports. Uh, from past weekend, Aspinall dominates and submits Volkov. That was so impressive by him. To me, that was... I know people love Derek Lewis, and they want to hold him in this high regard. I know he beat Volkov. I think Volkov is definitely the better all-around fighter than Derek Lewis, though. So, for what Aspinall did to Volkov was so impressive. Gone, gone went five rounds with him. He finished him in round one. Aspinall's unreal. I think Aspinall's win over Volkov is much more impressive than two of us over Derek Lewis. I really do. Uh, but that was dominant. Uh, Patty looks shaky early, but gets the round one sub. Yeah, he got caught. He got caught in the. He got caught against the cage. Uh, kind of pulled guard in a way. Didn't really pull guard, but he was willing to go to the ground, able to get the back, and that was it. Patty's unreal on the ground. People don't understand. He, you know, he's got he's got to learn though to keep that chin tucked. That chin is high in the air. Um, but yeah, I mean, shaky start, but he gets the win. That's all that matters for him. Uh, Hooker gets finished in round one. Allen looks ready for the elite. He is. He called out Calvin Cater. We'll talk about that. I love that fight. Paul Craig gets rocked and dropped early, but gets comeback submission win in round one. Paul Craig's phenomenal. Um, you know, we'll see. Maybe Ankalaev next. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Taporia, he looked real shaky in round one as well. Got dropped, but he rallies to get a KO win in round two. He looks good. Um, obviously, we can't, can't not talk about Molly Mc, uh, McCann's spinning elbow knockout. That was brutal. Congrats to her. She got signed with Barstool as well. She trains with Patty Pimblett, who is also signed with Barstool. Um, Dana says Nganu, says with Nganu out a year, an interim title is likely. So people are talking, you know, who do you want to see? It really depends, though, on the timeline they want to do this. Um, so let's take a peek. Let's go to... So we're coming up on UFC 273. Let's take a look at some cards. Um, if it'll go, okay. So this one is Volkov Zombie with Aljamain Yan, Peter, Peter Yan, Gilbert Burns Hamza, Gaslam, Imavov, Tisha Torres, Mackenzie Dern, Aldana, Ladd, Ian Gary's on the card, Rosenstreet, Tabera. This card is unreal. Okay. So let's just go to the pay-per-views, which 274 is also r- ridiculous. Oliveira Gaethje, Nama Yunez, uh, Esparza, Chandler Ferguson, Cerrone Lozon, Shogun Hua, Ovin St. Pru, Macy Chieson, Norma Dermont, Randy Brown, Chaos Williams. Oh, was there any other announcements? There's Michael Johnson's fighting again. Interesting. Okay, so 274 is all booked up, so we're good there. That's in May. Let's go 275. I don't think 275 is a headliner. Okay, 275 does. Oh, this is one in Singapore, right? Yeah, I think this is going to Singapore. So this one's going to be Glover, Yuri, Valentina, Taya Santos, Whitaker, Vittori. Whoa, that card's good. Okay, so 276 in July. This has no... This has Tate Murphy, O'Neal, I. Okay, so this one is in July. 
So we're in late March. Let's go from April, May, June. So we're about... Th- say we're in April, May, June. Three months out. If let's say they want to put it there to the T-Mobile, this can also be a... Con- I don't think this will be a Connor comeback. I think July, August, 277 is going to be the Connor comeback. This one could be it, though. You could be getting Usman Edwards... This is this is international five week. They have to do three title fights. I just thought about that. This could be Izzy Kandir, Edwards, Usman, and then possibly Stipe versus to be announced for the interim heavyweight title. I think in three months' time, you're probably not getting John Jones, but who knows? If not, you may get Stipe and Taito Avasa. Okay, so that makes that's that's interesting. That's three months away, and then two seventy seven being August. We'll see what happens. Uh, Connor wants Usman upon return, but stays. But says, of course, there's a lot of options. Didn't think he would turn to 155. Yeah, I don't think he should. I think 170. Get some big fights. I think Diaz is going to happen. I think the Diaz. I know we call that Usman. Usman's going to fight Edwards in July. Connor's not going to wait. You know, you fight in July, August, September, October. You're fighting October, November. Connor wants to fight sooner than that. August return, UFC 277, Nate Diaz trilogy. Uh, Connor was arrested for reckless driving. Heard nothing about it. It's it's a lot of nothing. Got his car back and everything. It was seized at the time, but he's fine. Masvidal attacks Colby Covington outside a steakhouse in Miami. Uh, Masvidal lost his mind. Yeah, you can't you can't assault people, and people are saying you know Covington's a pussy. How? Masvidal rolled the five guys and punched him four times from behind. He didn't come up to him and say let's go, let's go let's fight right here. He didn't like come up to him and say let's fight. He went and punched him five times, four times from behind, like a pussy. He's a pussy. BMF my ass. That ain't badass. You're the pussiest motherfucker around. That's what you are. That is so soft of him. I, I have, I've always had respect because he's fought, he's fought top guys for a long time, and he's always willing to scrap. He's a, he's a fighter's fighter. I lost all respect for him, though, doing this. All respect. You had 25 minutes to do something, and you got your ass whipped for 25 minutes. That's on you. And then after the fight, you're saying, come, come over here and get some more. What are you talking about? You just got your ass whipped for 25 minutes. Soft, man. It's really soft. So let's get into some UFC Fight Night fan UFC Fight Night Blades vs. Dawkins fan fight picks. So right now the current standings we got it's tight. It is tight. I am on top at twenty eight points. Uh, my brother is at twenty six points in second. My dad is in third with twenty four points. My cousin is in tw- is in fourth with twenty second points. Only six points from the top to the bottom. Let's go. Uh, so for the first fight is uh, Curtis Blades vs. Uh, Chris Dawkins in the heavyweight division. We all have blades via decision. I mean, to me, if you talk about the elite of the heavyweight division, you go Ngannou, Stipe, Gon. I'll include John if he's fighting a heavyweight. And then, in my opinion, right there on the cusp of elite, you have Aspinall and Tui. And then right on the outside, kind of the gatekeeper, a guy that, you know, probably never going to win the title, but he's going to be a tough out for everybody, Curtis Blades. And I just don't think Chris Dawkins is going to be able to stop the takedown. Um, I want, I'm rooting for Dawkins. I just think Blades will win. There's a reason he's a massive, massive favorite. Uh, but yeah, so then the next one's Alexa Grosso. Um, let's just go to the fight guard. So the next one is, uh, and I'll let you know a parlay I have for this one uh, tomorrow. 
Uh, Joanne Caldwood versus Alexa Grosso. Um, we all have, I believe we all have Grosso. We all have Grosso via decision. You know, just Joanne's getting older. Grosso's looked really good in the last two fights, so I think that's why we're all taking her. Next one. Um, Kai Car France is a massive, massive underdog. Me, my dad, and my brother took him. Um, I took him via round one KO, TKO. My brother took him round two KO, TKO. My dad took him round two sub. And then Christian, my cousin, took Askarov via submission. I think that's probably the, you know, the the politically correct pick. I just think Carl France is going to get on a tear here. I really do. After that Garbrandt knockout really boosted his uh, stardom, I think he goes and gets it done. Next one, Matt Brown taking on... Brian Barbarina. Uh, I've seen Barbarina fight live. He's so tough. We all have Brown. I have Brown via round two KOTKO. Uh, my brother has him round three KOTKO. My dad has him round one KOTKO. And my cousin Christian has him round three KOTKO. Um, so, yeah, I think Brown, the veteran fight here, it's going to be a scrap. Fight of the night written all over it. Next one is Alexi Olenek versus Erie Latifi. Um, Olenek is a dog here. I know he's lost a lot in a row. I don't see how he's really a dog, though. I have him round one submission. My brother has him decision. My dad has him round two sub. And my my cousin has him round two sub. And the other one, real one that Neil Magny's fight, Max Griffin. I know Griffin's on a bit of a roll, but Magny Griffin. I think we all have decision. No, my brother has round two sub for Magny. My dad, my cousin, and me have decision. So the parlay I made was Neil Magny at minus 280, Alexio Olenek at plus 160, and was it Grosso? Alexa Grosso at minus 250 is plus 394. Um, I put 50 on it to 197. Um, I really like all three of these. I can't believe Olenek's a dog. I know Latifi's a bit younger and stuff, but I just think Olenek's going to be able to get, get a strangle on him there. Um, so I really like that parlay a lot. And that's what we're going to ride with tomorrow for MMA parlay. So that was fam fight picks. Let's get into what's next. So we got the Colby Covington card. We got the Ankalaev card. And then we got the, the London card. So we'll start with Colby Covington. Um, I don't know what. I think Dustin Poirier makes a ton of sense. I heard that UFC kind of put a... Kind of canceled out Poirier fighting Diaz. I know why. Because UFC is going to have Connor and Nate fight. So Poirier Covington makes the next most sense. They don't like each other. Covington's on a revenge tour. It's funny how Poirier calls out Covington. You're like, why are you calling out guys that are smaller than you? Covington walks around at 180, 185. So does Poirier. There's no size difference. It's just that Poirier chooses to cut extra 15 pounds. There's no size difference here. None at all. I don't see why he's he's calling Covington a pussy for that. There's no size difference. For Masvidal, I don't know because, I mean, I had Nate Diaz down. But now I want to change it. Maybe Wonderboy? A rematch with Wonderboy? Or an RDA fight? Maybe RDA and him makes sense. You know, I'll go with that. I'm going to switch things up. I'm going to go RDA. And then I'm going to go... Masvidal. RDA has been talking a lot of shit on, on Masvidal about the BMF belt. 
RDA Dos Anjos makes a ton of sense. RDA Masvidal makes a ton of sense. I actually like that fight a lot. Bryce Mitchell, Josh Emmett. Let's keep climbing the rankings. Emmett's back. He's ready to fight. Let's do that one. Uh, Kevin Holland, Li Jing Lane, who uh, fought Hamzat. I love that fight. That'd be a scrap. Li Jing Lane, perfect for him. Stand up and trade. Magomed Inkalaev. Anthony Smith is the guy I think they're going towards. Paul Craig's not a bad option. I put Anthony Smith as well. I think it's a title eliminator, so I like that fight as well. Song Yadong, who knocked out Marlon Vera. Sean O'Malley makes a ton of sense. I think that's a great fight, stylistically for Sean, too. Stand up. He's not going to really wrestle you. Alex Pereira, the guy who knocked out Israel Adesanya in kickboxing. I have Brad Tavares. Izzy had this challenge. Let's see Pereira get this challenge. I don't see, you know, what he can do. Darren Till, no way. So I'm going to go Pereira versus Brad Tavares. Aspinall. Tuavasa just makes the most sense, right? Unless Tui gets the, you know, the, I think the most, the, what the UFC probably wants to do is Stipe John for the interim title, but who knows what John's doing. But right now I'd say Aspinall, Tuavasa makes the most sense. And if not, maybe if Curtis Blades gets a win this weekend, you do Blades and Aspinall. Arnold Allen, he called out Calvin Cater, give it to him. That's an unreal fight. Unreal fight. I would love that. Dan Hooker. Let's go back up to 155, Bobby Green, three rounds of bonkers. Give me Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, every day of the goddamn week. Patty Pimblett, I just looked at the UFC or some UFC rankings, and uh, I, I went Scott Holtzman, kind of as a name, a vet, maybe test Patty a little more. So I'll go Patty Pimblett against Scott Holtzman. Gunnar Nelson, Alex Morono, who's won two in a row. You know, I think Gunnar's not going to, they're not going to throw him back in the top 15 right away. I think Alex Morono makes a ton of sense. And for Taporia, who think you know, he said he's in he should be in the top fifteen. Brad Riddell's coming off a loss. Let's do that one. Taporia and Brad Riddell, I think that makes a lot of sense. So let's do hmm, Make a drink real quick. Gotta coach soccer practice here at five. Um and then KU tonight. Nervous self for the KU game, man. Let's do the NFL recent offseason moves. Couple headlines and discussion, and three teams that had the best and worst free agencies. Um, so, in what has been a shocking, the craziest offseason in NFL history, the Chiefs trade Tyree Kill to the Dolphins for a first rounder this year, a second rounder this year a fourth rounder this year, and a fourth and a sixth next year. So what I've been reading, I can't, I can't say this is true. Um, the Chiefs were willing to give him five years, 125 at 25 million a year. He wanted the 30 mil because he wouldn't be the highest paid. Chief said that really just puts in a puts in a binder. Um. So he wanted out. He said, "Yeah, I'll look for, let's look for a trade then." And the Chiefs told him to go look. And the Dolphins came calling. The Dolphins gave him four years, one hundred twenty million, thirty million a year. I'm pretty sure it's fully guaranteed. Uh. Wild to think about Tyreek Hill not playing for the Kansas City Chiefs next year. Absolutely wild to think about. Um, I don't even know what to think. Uh, I'm absolutely, I'm still shocked thinking about it right now. I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. As long as you have Mahomes, you can be contenders. It just hurts. That hurts. they got to develop a kind of a newer way of playing, in my opinion. 
because they could get away with some stuff when you had Tyree Kill. But that's just what happens. In other news, the Dolphins also signed Teron Armstead to a five-year, $75 million contract. Most people said he was the number one free agent in football. They get, they get the tackle to protect Tua. This is going to show you how good Tua is because they broke the bank and they put everything around him. Deshaun Watson was obviously traded to Cleveland. Uh, Texans get three first-rounders, a third and a fifth. Oh, my goodness. Deshaun and Cleveland, a fully guaranteed five-year, $200-some million contract. Fully guaranteed. Crazy. Baker yet to be traded. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Devontae Adams was traded to the Raiders for a first and a second-rounder. Insane offseason. The two best receivers in football, possibly, were traded. The worst teams. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is going to learn quick that maybe I should have taken five mil less. I can never, I can never harp on a guy for you know going to get all that money. But man, five mil less. I think I would have stayed. Chiefs signed Juju and Marquez Valdez Scantling. I like these signings, and then you go drafted a receiver, which we'll get into that in the mock. I have them drafting receiver in round one. A guy that seems to be falling down the board a little bit. Uh, crazy to me. I think he be my second best receiver in this draft third best receiver and most people have him as the fifth or sixth right now um but yeah so they get two good receivers they need to hit on this draft pick though especially if they get the guy i haven't taken matt ryan traded to indy for a third rounder colts have another new quarterback and the falcons they signed Mariota to do a two-year deal and then Jameis resigns with the saints so it's kind of a domino thing here vikings get zadarius smith from the pa- I mean, signed him away from the Packers. Rams signed Allen Robinson, trade Robert Woods to the Titans. It's been an insane free agency. Headlines and discussions. I told you all Brady would be back. And Malik Willis is rising up draft boards. Teams looking to trade up to get him. I have five total quarterbacks going in the first two rounds, three in round one in my mock. So where will Baker end up? There's really five options here. The first three are easy. Seahawks, Panthers, Falcons, they're all looking for quarterbacks. It, I think it's going to depend on what happens in this draft. He, I don't think he's traded till after the draft. It's going to depend on who these who these teams, if they draft quarterbacks. Let's see. I have the Panthers, Seahawks, taking one out of these teams. And I think I have the Falcons in round two taking one. I do. Other options, I think of the Titans and Buccaneers for him to go be a backup. Be a backup for a year in Brady. Or be a backup for Tannehill if Tannehill sucks. They trade Tannehill and roll Baker. It was so hard to pick three teams. I'm going to give you five that I think are the best. So the Chargers re-signed Mike Williams, traded for Khalil Mack, and signed J.C. Jackson. Unreal. Raiders traded for Devonta Adams, got Chandler Jones, and some good O-line. Bengals got a good O-line for Joe Burrow. The Dolphins had an unreal free agency. The Jets had a good one. Losers, easy. Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs sucked in free agency. Chiefs really did good in free agency. Actually, if the Chiefs got Juju and Valdez Scantling, pair, and then they kept Tyreek Hill and didn't trade him, I would say the Chiefs actually had a successful free agency. They would probably been one of my best. You lose Tyreek Hill, though. Which is very... It's very underwhelming for the Chiefs that they won one Super Bowl with that trio. That's so underwhelming. It's bad. 
It really is bad. It sucks. You know, I'm a huge Mahomes guy, of course. I'm obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, but I want Mahomes and the Chiefs to succeed too. And it's going to be tougher to succeed, at least next year. You know, unless they can go get DK, which is a rumor, but we'll see what happens there. Let's get into a mock draft here to end this off. We're 40 minutes in. Let's get into a mock. So I have updated it to where the Chiefs have two first-round picks, and now they have two second-round picks, right? Or do they not? Yeah, they have two second-round picks. So here we go. Number one, I still got Evan Neal going to going to Alabama. I mean, going, <laughs> Evan Neal from Alabama going to Jacksonville. Still in the attack. I know they brought back Cam Robinson, but who knows how long that's going to be for. They could end up trading him. Evan Neal's the guy. Detroit, Aiden Hutchinson, still been the guy for me. Now, I'm not one of these... I'm not one of these mock drafters that makes myself change it because I want it to be new and fresh. If I still think this is going to happen, this is what I think is going to happen. There is a change at four, but Thibodeau's still going to the Texans at three. At four, I went ahead and said, Jets, go get the goddamn best player. I think he's the best player in this draft. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. I know they signed Whitehead. I still want Kyle Hamilton. Giants. I had them going Ikem Okawonu from NC State, the tackle. Got to get, a, get better at the line. Panthers, they need a quarterback. I don't think they're in on Baker. Malik Willis, they draft Malik Willis at six. Um, team that I could see trading up, Seattle, but I don't think Seattle wants to give up a lot of assets to go up and get him. Possib- not Washington now. Maybe Houston, who has that 13, climbs back in, but no. Uh, guy that's rose up a lot of draft boards and mine, Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia. He goes to uh, um, the New York Giants at seven, so they had five and six. Falcons. You could say quarterback here, receiver. I'm going to Maud Gardner, though, the corner out of Cincinnati. Seahawks, I have them taking a quarterback. Matt Corral to Ole Miss. I really like Corral. I'm still high on him. Jets, they do still get a tackle. So, I mean, you look at it, it was like, because if you're the Jets here, if you take Ikem Okawonu, I would have the Giants taking Kyle Hamilton. So you're not getting him. Yeah, they get Okawonu. I You still get Charles Cross here at 10, who's a great tackle. That's see it works out both ways here. You get the best player in the draft, in my opinion, and you still get a really good tackle. Uh, Washington gets some more weapons here. Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Minnesota they get a corner. They need one. Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Houston back on the clock for the Baker trade or for the Watson trade. They take te- Trevor Penning, who's climbing up draft boards. The tackle from Northern Iowa. Ravens go D line. Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Eagles going back-to-back here. They're going to take Jermaine Johnson, the edge out of Florida State, and then they're going to take Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. Chargers on the clock. Interior O-line help. Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. Great pick here. Uh, Eagles probably going to be upset. They would have liked him. Uh, 18, Saints, you brought Jameis back. They're not going to take quarterback in round one. Chris Olave, the wide receiver of Ohio State, to pair with former Ohio State receiver Michael Thomas. Eagles back on the clock. Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Steelers, I know they got Mitch. They're not sold on Mitch. I had them going Kenny Pickett here at 20. Uh, New England, I'm going George Karloftis, the edge out of Purdue. Uh, 22, Packers for the Devontae trade. They get Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. A guy who has now fallen down draft boards for the injury, David Ajabo. I still have the Cardinals taking him here at 23. I have the Cowboys who need interior alignment taking Kenyon Green out of A&M. Bills take Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson, the corner. Titans get a linebacker, Nicobe Dean, out of Georgia. Bucks take Devontae Wyatt, D-lineman, out of Georgia. Uh, Packers take DeMarvin Leal, D-line, out of AM. Can move him all around, though. He can play on the edge as well. Chiefs with back-to-back. I have them taking Jamison Williams. This is the guy I was talking about that's kind of falling because is he going to be able to play next year? How much is he going to be able to play? 
He says he's going to be able to play. I don't know what the doctors say, but he says, I'm going to have the Chiefs Chief take Jameson Williams here out of Alabama. And then I have him taking Daxon Hill to safety out of Michigan right after that. Bengals, I still think you need help in the interior. So I'm going Zion Johnson out of Boston College. And I have the Lions taking uh, Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. Start off the second round. Jags take Trent McDuffie, corner out of Washington. Detroit signed uh, DJ Shark, but they're still going to get a receiver here. George Pickens out of Georgia. Jets, a lot of picks for the Jets. They're going Kyrie Elam, corner out of Florida. Giants back on the clock. Louis Seen, safety from Georgia. Um, Houston goes corner. Roger McGeary from Auburn. Uh, Jets go edge. Bo Mafe from Minnesota. Uh, Bears go corner. Kyler Gordon from Washington. Seahawks, let's protect Matt Corral. Uh, Bernard, Ray- uh, Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle out of Central Michigan. Uh, Seahawks go back-to-back. This time they take a D lineman in Logan Hall out of Houston. Colts, receiver, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Falcons also go receiver, John Mechie from Alabama. Uh, Browns go edge, you know, probably not bringing Clowney back. Arnold Ebiketti out of Penn State. Ravens take Daniel Falele, the tackle, out of Minnesota. Uh, Vikings go defense again, linebacker Christian Harris, inside linebacker from Alabama. Washington also goes inside linebacker Quay Walker from Georgia. Bears need a, I think you need a big, big target, a big guy. Christian Watson, the wide receiver in North Dakota State, 6'5". Saints go Tyler Smith, the tackle from Tulsa. Obviously, they lost Teron Armstead. Chiefs here go Darion Kendrick, the corner from Georgia. Eagles go running back, Brees Hall out of Iowa State. Uh, Steelers go tackle Darion Kendrick out of Kentucky. Packers go edge Drake Jackson Drake Jackson out of USC. Uh, Patriots obviously lost J.C. Jackson. They go Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati near 54. 55 lost uh, Christian Kirk. Cardinals go Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Cowboys go interior D-line. So they go interior O-line, interior D-line. Could use an edge. Still could sign one potentially. They brought in Fowler. So I think they're going to go interior. Travis Jones out of UConn. Bills go running back Isaiah Spiller out of A&M. Falcons draft Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. You know, again, I don't think Mariota is the answer. Uh, Packers go Trey McBride, tied in out of Colorado State. Uh, Bucks go Sam Howell, learn behind Brady, at 60 from North Carolina. 49ers go Jalen uh, Pitray, safety out of Baylor. Uh, Chiefs go defense again, edge Nick Batonio out of Oklahoma. Bengals obviously lost C.J. Uzama. They go Jalen Weidemeyer, tight end out of A&M. And the Broncos go Kingsley Enigbare, the edge from South Carolina. Boom. So we'll be back. Today's Friday. We'll be back. We'll be back mid-next week to talk about the final, who's in the Final Four. We'll wait, I'll wait till those the Elite Eight game's over. So you got – yeah, we'll probably go Monday or Tuesday, honestly. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday range because the Elite Eight will be over by Sunday. Yeah, because you got Sweet 16 tonight, Elite Eight games tomorrow, Elite Eight Sunday, and then Final Four. So, yeah, can't wait, man. Um, But thank you all for listening. Peace.